back up. All right. <laughs> um, oh, we have to do our intro, right? Okay. Okay. Mm-la-tia. Tia. <laughs> Are we doing that one for intro? No. <laughs> Are you I forgot. Do you want to, um... Okay, hello. You have come to In a Time of Ancient Gods with... Justine. And Haley. Hi. So this is a Xena podcast where we're going through every episode of Xena in order, going through what's going on in the episode, and then kind of Haley and I each independently do a little bit of research about different uh, myths or like real people or events that happen in the episode and mm-hmm. just see what's real, what's not, and talk about it. Yeah, give a little background and and just talk about our favorite parts of the episode and yeah. have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. So we're on episode four, Cradle of Hope. And for me, I'm going through the discs on my entire season of DVDs oh of gosh. Xena. So this is the final episode of disc one. Wow. Very exciting. I just found... All of those discs the other day Uh when I was cleaning out the bottom shelves of this bookshelf and they're (laughs) right in that plastic bin right there. But I don't have a DVD player hooked up anymore, so I can watch them on Amazon. Yeah, just put them on display somewhere. I should. I didn't realize it was on Amazon. That's great. So people can watch along with us? People can watch along with us, yeah. You have to buy them, though. Yeah, well, they're still out there. They're worth it. You can get it. Yeah. You can find them. Yeah. Yeah, we have, Haley and I both, like, received the DVD set I think Same for one Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It came with a 10th anniversary DVD set My, that was like the best of. Mine is still in shrink wrapped. So I figured, oh, really? like, I feel like maybe once we complete this podcast, yeah. I'll like open it and yeah. watch the whole thing. <laughs> the highlights. Um, so this episode, Cradle of Hope, um, first aired September 15th, 1995. And we were nine then, I think. That's trying crazy. To do the math. Yeah. Wait. I, yeah, we were nine. Okay, great. So we probably started watching. I feel like I started season watching in the two. second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second season. And Dad was just like, let's watch the show. Yeah. I'm like, All right, cool. <laughs> cool, Dad. Cool, let's do it. <laughs> it was directed by um, Michael Levine, and it was written by Terrence Winter. Um, so the IMDb description of this episode is, King Gregor has ordered the capture of a newborn infant foretold to take his throne, but Xena and Gabrielle find the baby first. The mysterious Pandora and her box joins the confusion, keeping hope safe. Oh, <laughs> like, that's nice. That's great. Great synopsis. Yeah. So this episode, I feel like we really are getting into the fun of Xena, mm-hmm. the like slapstick nonsense. Oh my gosh, that yeah. And the friendship between Xena and Gabby is really blossoming in this episode. It's, it's wonderful. And it's just, this is like the first episode where I felt like we're we're finally into like a, a swing of things. Exactly. Classic like, Xena. Yeah, like they're a team. We see them just like meeting these like weird, not super villainous villains, mm-hmm. but just like, you know, one off characters that yeah. we can just like fight, take over, really show how amazing Xena is yeah. in any situation. Great. We get there. Yes. So our opening scene, we start off King Gregor's palace. And this is the king from the theme. The the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did we get our scene from like the intro? This is our p- intro like um theme song king. Yeah. <laughs> king Gregor. <laughs> king Gregor. <laughs> um so we're like in his palace. It's kind of this like sort of like dark, multi-level. Um there's dogs and like scarves and servant girls mm-hmm. and like pillows everywhere. Yeah. Satiny, pillows, fringe. Lots of fringe, Mm -hmm. very opulent. Gregor has this, like, beautiful long hair, Mm -hmm. and he has this really nice simple crown that I like. Yeah, I love that. Classic. Very classic. So he's talking to his advisor. We learn his name, Nemos, and he's telling him to be patient. And then there's this, like, old wise Mm -hmm. woman scrying and telling this prophecy. I said she's a great oracle with a cool hat. I actually... Like, I wasn't super sold on her as an oracle. Oh. And what I noticed in this episode, there's a lot of Norse runes everywhere. So she's using, like, runes uh-huh. to... So she's not a Greek. She's not Greek, so I don't know where they got uh-huh. her from. Um, but we learn that Gregor's son has died, and um, his wife died in childbirth. And so he's having dreams of another child who will take his throne. 
How do you feel about that? I feel very sad for Gregor. I feel also feel sad for him. I feel really sad for him, and he's so sympathetic. Yeah. So the usurper was born on the equinox, and then there's kind of the servant girl in the corner, and then we realize that her best friend had a son who was born on the equinox, and Mm -hmm. she died, so she needs to, like, protect this kid. Yeah. And Nemos is obviously, like, already angry at the baby and wants the baby to disappear somehow. Yeah. And so um, the servant woman runs to the other servant woman godmother and basically has them put him in a Moses basket. <laughs> yes, put him in that Moses basket. <laughs> those are very popular right now. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Among people who do co-sleeping, put a little <laughs> Moses basket, put it in the middle of a bed, and then you have your baby in there. So what consists of a Moses basket? Just oh. like it's baby size? It's a baby size basket. <laughs> You know, teeny flat mattress in it. So in the ones you've seen, do you think they would like be able to float down a stream? That's probably a stretch. Yeah. I probably they probably are not watertight, most of them. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. How would you even like make a watertight basket? Well, like, we should ask a basket maker. No, I don't know why I didn't research that. that. Sorry yeah. guys. Um. <laughs> but it is possible because people like weave boats out of reeds and things like That's that. That's true. So they put him in the basket, and that baby is a cutie wooty. He was a cute little He's baby. He's doing a good job. Yeah, I like to not hate the baby as much as no, I thought I would in this yeah, episode. Yeah, very sweet baby. So then, cut to super hilarious moment. Xena <laughs> casually coming out of the forest. She was like definitely peeing. <laughs> like, she just like has a little trot coming out of the mm-hmm. forest, and then. Gabby's asleep on the ground, and it's also definitely about, like, noon. This is not, like, an early morning moment. Yeah, yeah. it's the light is, says, midday <laughs> to me. Gabby's just been sleeping away. What are you doing, Gabby? On a rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and they make a joke. There was, like, some kind of, like, like a rock on a rock yeah. joke. How did you sleep like a rock while yeah. I slept on a rock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Gabby. Oh, gosh. Silly, but they're becoming friends. Yeah, Zena's totally amused by it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we hear some baby screams, and then... <laughs> Neither Zena or Gabby understand that it's a baby. Oh, yeah, that just really <laughs> surprised me. I'm like, Zena I'm, grabs a sword. Yeah, I, like, don't buy them being like, was that a cat? Right. <laughs> oh, and then um, Gabrielle's like, it's a big griffin with a cat in its mouth. Yeah. And I actually did some research on, Ooh, on griffins. Let's hear about it. So my research was from Wikipedia because it was easy in there. Um, So griffins have the body, tail, and back legs of a lion. They have the head and wings of an eagle and also eagle talons. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of noted to be like the king of beasts and the king of birds. Um, So they're kind of the king of all creatures. So Mm -hmm. the griffin itself was a super noble creature. They were kind of said to guard treasure. They were associated with gold. Mm as early as 3000 BCE, they were seen in ancient Iranian and Egyptian art, so it's not specifically Greek. In Iranian mythology, they're called Sherdal, which mm. means lion eagle. Ooh. They're really common in sculpture, on art, and coins. They're, they're still popular as like mascots and um, for like different sports teams and things. And some think that they were kind of a misconceived idea of um, a particular dinosaur skeleton, the protoceratops. Oh, interesting. So like the triceratops that we all know so well mm-hmm. has like the three horns, but the proto... Uh, Ceratops has this like little curved beak, so it does definitely look like a weird like eagle lion thing. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is probably probably an eagle lion. Mm-hmm. We'll just call, <laughs> it, we'll just call it an eagle lion right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to Place what holder. it is later. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's like similar um, creatures in like all like most cultures kind of in the area. Hmm. Um, so they were also seen as kind of like protective and holy creatures because they were like an earth and sky combination. Mm. So in um, kind of Judeo-Christian religions, they were depicted as kind of – so there's like the uh, the cherubim, which are like the eagle, lion, ox, and human that you'll see in a lot of like oh. kind of Christian and images. Are those cherubim because – they like are in the same place as cherubs would be. And- so the cherubim are like um, what is so to do? Uh, so they represent so those four: the eagle, lion, ox, and human represent the four domain domains of God's rule. Interesting. Um, so man is humanity, lion is like wild creatures, oxes are domestic creatures, and eagles are like creatures of the air. Interesting. So it's again, it's kind of like holy, protective thing. Mm. And then they were also I didn't do too much research into this, but the cherubim in different 
um, kind of sections of religions are certain like levels of kind of angels. Mm-hmm. And so oh, there's okay. like certain communication yeah. level with God and like, wow, um, that's complicated, but sounds fascinating. It was really complicated. I want to see like, a picture of those. I want to see a diagram. Yeah. I know, me too. But so, but cherubim, so like later in art, they, the cherubim were kind of replaced with like the chubby winged okay, like baby boys. Okay, that's what I was wondering, yeah. So like in kind of um, Baroque, Baroque period, like 17th to 18th century, the puto, which is the name for the like the okay, little baby little angels. Puto. P-U-T-T-O. And they kind of represent the omnipresence of God. So they're also kind of, so these like baby face boys are kind of taking the same space. Just put babies in there. Yeah, it was a griffin. Now it's a baby boy. Um, so I couldn't find a lot of specific info in my, like, really quick research on, um, why they use chubby baby boys as, like, representing I'm really, God. that's very interesting. <laughs> another one. Put it on the list. Yeah. If I were I teaching like, a class, I'd say, I'll, I'll research that outside of class. Yeah. Later. Like, great question. What, Let's why talk about that later. take a look into that? <laughs> yeah, get back to me. <laughs> Um, that's really interesting though. but then I was kind of like thinking like well that's is this like the overall metaphor of the episode is this baby oh, like a puto baby puto. I doubt that they meant to kind of make that correlation with the griffin thing but now we are um, so doo, doo, doo. that's so interesting so a griffin became a kind of cherubim is that what you're saying or, well, or was, no it has the earth and the sky elements and the cherubim do too yeah so like the the cherubim in certain sects were taken the imagery for a cherubim was like the human ox eagle and lion okay yeah. and then the um the griffin itself is like an eagle lion mm. kind of like yeah whatever um so yeah that's a griffin oh and then in um in like medieval lore the griffins mated for life, so they were adopted by the church as a symbol for fidelity. Hmm. And then they were kind of like a stand-in symbol for Jesus, for um, those like the human and divine, um, okay. kind of all mixed into yeah. one. They were supposed to be magic, and people thought their feathers could restore sight to the blind. And then... Only we could get a couple of those feathers. I know, we gotta get some for our, our blind friends. So a hippogriff... It, which is you may know from Harry Potter. I've heard of that. <laughs> so they have the front half is an eagle and the back is a horse. Oh, um, and so yes. they're the um, the child or the offspring of a griffin and a mare. Oh. And so their hippogriffs are often like symbols of love because it's like these you know unlikely duos falling in love, oh. having a little baby hippogriff. Oh. So that's what Gabrielle thinks might have a cat in its mouth and <laughs> <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Good, good. Yeah, great. Zena gets her sword. <laughs> they peer through the reeds. And then, oh, it's a little baby. He's just a little sucking baby. His fist. I uh, said, oh, gee, boji, boji. <laughs> probably had a rough night. I know, he's probably so scared and so yeah. sad. Um, Gabby, like, loves a baby. Zena's face is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it. What does it look like? Oh, she's just like kind of disgusted <laughs> but it kind of doesn't make any sense well like, what i like is that i feel like we're really getting into, getting into xena's character mm-hmm, now where the mm-hmm. past couple episodes they're just trying to force her to be into these like right. weird domestic relationships mm-hmm. where like xena doesn't want kids right mm-hmm. now like she's that's not what she's about yeah and she's like like she's good with them but she's not that's not her destiny really. no it's not what she's looking for right now and she's just like clearly where gabrielle's like oh a baby and Zena's just like okay well now we have to take care of this yeah and i right. really don't want to do this let's find its mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was so great <laughs> um so then we go cut into the credits and then um, there's this something I love that they do in Xena where there's like the point of view of the thing. Like you are the thing that Gabrielle or Xena is talking to. T- oh, talking yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I love when they cut from commercial break to that. Yeah. Um, so she's talking to the baby and doing like baby talk <laughs> and Xena's just disgusted. And Gabby's like, can we keep him? And Xena's just like, he belongs with his mother. Is <laughs> <laughs> true? Oh, and then Gabrielle's like judging the mom, mm-hmm. um, and Zena's like, she doesn't like, understand. She doesn't get it. She's still young. She's very young, mm-hmm. and Zena's like, well, she must have had a reason. You don't yeah. put a baby in a basket without right. having a reason. You just find out. Just find out. Yeah, you know. And then this is I don't know. I was hoping maybe you noted this too, but like Gabrielle like picks the baby up, and Zena says in like the weirdest <laughs> accent, like, "Why is he crying? You holding him wrong or something?" <laughs> 
I just like, I did notice that. I just I'm like, who told her to say it? Like, what, did she come up with that? Like, she's casual. She's, she's so casual. casual. <laughs> or it's like you're like a newsie. Like, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> um, and so I'm just like, where did Zena's baby skulls go? You were so great two episodes ago. Maybe she likes kids, but not teeny babies. Yeah, that's fair. And then Gabrielle was like, Gabriel's a good name. And I, know. I didn't get until my second watching <laughs> the Gabrielle Gabriel thing. <laughs> I thought she was like, You're like, okay, I guess it's it's okay. It's fine. Gabe. Yeah. It's a good name. Call him whatever, Gabby. Why, why not? <laughs> and she says Xenos could be good too. Yeah. I'm like, is that the name? I know. It's like, is that a name? <laughs> All right. Could be. She's just trying to appease Nina. Uh, always. Get her, interested, get her to bond with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like with my baby, I got him like a couple things that says like, I love my daddy to make sure that my husband bonded with the baby. <laughs> How else would he know? <laughs> a little pacifier that says, I love my daddy on it. A little shirt. Is Wes like that, or is he just... He liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, He likes the baby more than... <laughs> than he did part. before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that I know. But seeing it written. <laughs> now that I know. Now I'm subliminally accepting. This is not just a baby. It's my baby. And then he loves me. Oh, mm-hmm. Babies are cute. Yeah. Um, um okay. Yeah. Cut to um, King Gregor is lamenting on this like weird oh fresco of his wife. I know. I was like, did he? All-? I, I totally judged it. I was like, <laughs> uh, they could only get like a not very good likeness of her. And then I was like, well, maybe that's just the art style. Like this old, like you know, art styles change, and it maybe wasn't about like likeness. It was about something else yeah maybe it captured it's something like a, we're not seeing worn away too. yeah it's it like was, really old yeah it was like a fresco on the wall maybe he like in a rage he'd like torn half of maybe, it off or something yeah. i'm so sad for him me too and then he's like cry- is this where he's crying over the cobwebby <laughs> bassinet <laughs> i think that's later it's later it's so sad. It's really sad. Um, so Nemos comes in. He's like searching for the baby. He, it's very clear that Nemos like does love the king. I think. I know. I'm. I'm like, why does he want to kill the baby so much? I think he's just really loyal to what he thinks is going on because he doesn't seem some kind of idea. Oh, okay. I don't know. I my thought is like he wants to take the throne. He wants to like be the successor. You think so? I think so, because, like, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Okay. But yes. you think he's loyal to the king right I think now. He's, I think he's loyal to the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. I think he does. He likes the king. It, I didn't see anything um, that would indicate he wanted to overthrow him. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like he really liked how things were going. And he the prophecy he heard was that someone was going to come take over. And he didn't yeah. want some to get booted and out. And he's of never heard thing. of, like, Oedipus or anything. No. Like, you screw with things and then... These guys never hear any of that. Like, I'm not paying attention to mythology. No. Not like us. <laughs> not, we know. Not like us. But Nemus was definitely convincing the king to kill that baby. Mm-hmm. That we know. That's um, right. Yeah. So then here's a classic villager moment. Cena um, is walking. Gabby and baby are on the horse. Um, yeah. They're walking down this path. And oh, no, in the middle of the road, a hanging is happening. No! <laughs> I said, homely crowd trying to hang a nice lady. <laughs> Zena I immediately identifies the leader of the mob. It's so easy. They're always the weaselly ones. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. She says, My experience in my experience, cowardly mobs are usually led by weasels. And it's true. He's he does like, look like a weasel. He's so awful. Yeah, I refer to them as unkempt villagers. Yeah, but yeah they're definitely homely and un- unkempt. Yeah, and there's a beautiful lady. I know she has beautiful be long hair, oh, she's curly, so nice. <laughs> and they're like screaming, "Send her to Hades!" Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then um, so uh, so this mysterious woman who's being hung is mm-hmm. like on top of a horse, and she has yeah. a noose around her neck. Um, so then some of the villagers kick the horse out from under her, and then there's a super scary like hanging moment where she's. It's like, yeah, about to die. <laughs> it's like, it was a little more scary than I thought it was yeah. going to get. Um, but then, since Zena's Zena, yeah. 
chakram comes out mm-hmm. and she gets Ding. the chakram. She like cuts through the rope. She uses her whip and then mm-hmm. hangs the weasel. I know. It's like, whoa, cool whip trick. <laughs> yeah. Didn't your mother ever ter- tell you not to turn your back on a lady? She I'd, says. I'd never heard that before. But it's a lovely thing that mothers should tell their I children. I know. Never turn your back on a lady. You don't know what she's going to do. Never know. <laughs> it's like the ocean. It's rude and dangerous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the ocean. Yeah. Um, so the villagers all scatter. Yeah, going... <laughs> 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 Running away. Yeah, I also wrote down goofy weasel sounds. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into the great sound effects of Xena in this episode, too. This is really, really prime. The mob scenes. Mm-hmm. Um... So he runs away. So Gabby's like insisting on helping this poor I woman know. with her bag. She's like, I'll carry the baby and the bag. It's no problem. <laughs> and the lady's like, please be careful. And just like, that's all I care about. She was, this actress is like surprisingly like practical. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was interested in this choice for, for this character. Yeah. And Xena like d- immediately doesn't trust her. I was just, I noted that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they go to these caves. Yeah, to get the baby to shelter because it's raining. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's fair. Grease. There are caves everywhere. Yeah. And then Gabby keeps dropping the box. I know. I said, holy Jesus. <laughs> Gabby lets the box tumble out of the bag immediately, which is exactly why the nice lady didn't want her to carry it. I know. She's like, I could take it. You already have a baby. You'd think they'd have a better bag. You'd think so. Anyway. You'd think so. Did you? So she keeps dropping the box. Um, this woman like definitely has this chip on her shoulder. And mm-hmm. then who do we learn she is? Pandora, <laughs> but a different one. Yeah. The granddaughter of the one who opened the box. Yeah, releasing all the fleeting desires of mortals except the hope of mankind. Oh. But this is a little slightly different from, um, the traditional Pandora myth. Okay. Which I could tell you about. Oh, I'd love to hear right it, now. Are if you prepared you're with a statement? I'm prepared to make a <laughs> statement about this. Um, so the original myth of Pandora's box, it's a complicated origin story mm-hmm. that tries to explain both the origin of women and the origin of woes and blessings. Um, so basically, why is life so hard, <laughs> <laughs> and why are there women here? <laughs> the two questions they're working on. <laughs> they're like, let's okay, let's just knock this out. Yeah, exactly. One story. <laughs> one story we can handle it. Okay. So remember the Titan Prometheus? Yes, I Did, do. Didn't even realize he was a Titan until I was looking into this, but he's a Titan. Okay. And he made men, then stole fire to help ease their lives, mm-hmm. and Zeus got very angry about that. So Zeus, in retribution, commanded the creation of women. <laughs> Like, and that's em. the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. When contemplating his scheme, Zeus keckled, I will give men as the price for the fire an evil thing in which they may all be glad of heart while they embrace their own destruction. That's from Hesiod. Okay. So I think that's either about women or about the box, but probably about both. Mm-hmm. So Hephaestus, um, so Zeus kind of ordered the gods to all help in making women. Mm-hmm. So Hephaestus gathered clay and formed a new being named Pandora, who was, quote, a sweet, lovely maiden shape, like to the immortal goddesses in face. Yes, very nice. Yeah. And Athena taught her weaving and needlework. Oh, Athena. And Aphrodite taught her beauty or gave her beauty. And Hermes gave her cunning and boldness, or as Hesiod put it, a shameless mind and deceitful nature. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mean. Athena also gave her clothing, and the graces gave her gold necklaces, and the seasons crowned her head with spring flowers, and Hermes also contrived within her lies and crafty words and a deceitful nature. (laughs) It's like, is it really Hermes doing this, or is Hesiod just like, oh. He's like, also, I hate these people. (laughs) I hate these women and their thoughts. We've only be beautiful. (laughs) We want only cloth. Only cloth. (laughs) (laughs) So Zeus called this woman Pandora, which means all gifts, which is interesting. Oh. I didn't know that. Um, Because of the, allegedly it's because the gods gave woman all these gifts and each god gave her a gift, basically. Um, And uh, he said that they would... Women would be a plague to men who eat bread. <laughs> so if you don't eat bread, it's okay. Um, 
So when they had perfected her form and given her all her gifts, um, Zeus gave her to Prometheus. Or, yeah, Prometheus's younger brother, Epimetheus, mm. who had forgotten Prometheus's warning not to accept any gifts from Zeus. So he accepts this bride, Pandora. And um, Zeus, chuckling again, gave Pandora a storage jar as a wedding gift. But when she opened it, evil spirits flew out that would plague mankind forever. And only hope remained behind. Oh. Other interpretations or versions of the story... I think Homer and some others um, mm-hmm. have the vessel full of blessings, which flew away when Pandora opened it. So they flew back up to Olympus when Pandora mm. opened it. Um, and there are some other later versions, which I'll get to in, in one second, too. But I just wanted to get to a little bit more misogyny from Hesiod. <laughs> yeah, just let's just, just get a little more double off the down top. Yeah. here. Because <laughs> this is. He, he wants, and his is like the most complete myth as far mm-hmm. as I could find, the most complete story. There are a lot of other references to it, but he gives the most kind of cohesive story. So, let me get a little sip of water here. Yeah, let's Ready. get into it. Uh-huh. Lay it on me, Hesiod. So, for from her is the race of women and female kind. Of her is the deadly race and tribe of women who live amongst mortal men to their great trouble. No help meets in hateful poverty, but only in wealth. And as in thatched hives, bees feed the drones whose nature is to do mischief. By day and throughout the day, until the sun goes down, the bees are busy and lay the white combs, while the drones stay at home in the covered hives and reap the toil of others into their own bellies. (laughs) Even so, Zeus, who thunders on high, made women to be an evil to mortal men, with a nature to do evil. And he gave them a second evil to be the price for the good they had. Whoever avoids marriage and the sorrows that women cause and will not wed reaches deadly old age without anyone to tend his years. And though he is at least has no lack of high livelihood while he lives, yet when he is dead, his kinsfolk divide his possessions among them. So you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. And as for the man who chooses the lot of marriage and takes a good wife suited to his mind, evil continually contends with good. For whoever happens to have mischievous children lives always with unceasing grief in his spirit and heart within him. And this evil cannot be healed. So it is not possible to deceive or go beyond the will of Zeus, for not even the son of Iapetos, kindly Prometheus, escaped his heavy anger. But of necessity, strong bands confined him, although he knew many a while. So I'm guessing Hesiod did not have a happy marriage. Yeah. He or, did not like any ladies. Yeah. He probably hated his mom. Mm-hmm. Hated everybody. Everybody. No every kids. sister. It's just, he, he had a, not a very good time, it sounds like. That's so, wow. So I, yeah. So that was like uh, pretty straightforward um, misogyny in, yeah. in the myth. <laughs> I thought if other people have comments, they can let us know. But it seemed pretty straightforward to me. But there are other kind of interpretations of the myth. Um, Fun fact, Mm -hmm. Pandora's daughter, Pyrrha, fire, um, was the first child born of a mortal mother. And she and her husband, Deucalion, Deucalion, were the only two people to survive the Great Flood in Greek mythology. Oh, I don't remember the Great Flood. I didn't either. I should have looked it up more, but that's all I found out. Okay. But luckily, to repopulate the Earth, they just had to cast stones over their shoulders, so they didn't have to have a million children. It's so interesting that they are still like an Adam and Eve. Like she's an Eve character. It's so interesting, and that gets picked up in the Renaissance. Yeah. Um, There's apparently a bit of a resurgence of the myth in the Renaissance. Okay. Um, In part because Erasmus, our Mm. friend, the kind of like very moderate catholic reformer in the Mm. early 16th century our buddy yeah our buddy he's so nice Mm -hmm. really popular renaissance author gave a translation of the pandora story okay and it's his translation that changed this story from a storage jar to a box okay um because he like mistranslated a greek word um in that translation but he um erasmus had Epimetheus, mm-hmm. not Pandora, opened the box. Oh. A lot of 
authors after him kind of copied that mistake mm. or not maybe not even mistake but just kind of interpretation of the mm-hmm. story and so you'd think that might kind of temper some of the misogyny of the story or mm-hmm. some of the kind of pandora blaming of the story but it when i was reading about this in a book about curiosity mm-hmm. in the renaissance um most interpretations if they had um epimetheus open the box they said he was an unfortunate individual but if they said Pandora opened the box, it was signified the damning curiosity of womankind or Isn't something. Isn't that how it always is? Yeah. You it's know, like, it's just like always yeah. like, oh, like, why are you wearing that when you got raped? Why right, are you like exactly. blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Or yeah. like if one, you know, I was thinking about like, um, I mean, this is like a little off topic, but like if you think about um, stere- the way stereotypes work mm-hmm. and if like a white man shoots people in a mall mm-hmm. it's like a crazy individual oh exactly yeah like, like he Muslim, needed help and mental help yeah yeah whereas and it's like yeah, any person of color it's a ter- act right, of terrorism exactly so it's like it kind of is another example of that mm-hmm. in renaissance thinking at and least. then yeah and you telling me the story i'm also kind of remembering more of the correlation between like adam and eve in the garden mm-hmm. of eden mm-hmm. and then pandora's box and like the apple and um right. giving the gift of because it's that's what it is right the apple's the gift of like knowledge and, yeah. and awareness and everything exactly but there's just no like hope left over yeah in that story. <laughs> i know i know i know <laughs> and then it's like you're gonna have suffering in childbirth forever and it's gonna be really painful yeah whereas i think pandora as and apparently in the greek myth it's not even that much about curiosity mm-hmm. but it's about opening a wedding gift basically yeah because that, that's really interesting because from i guess from my memory of that myth mm-hmm. is that it was more about curiosity right and I like so this too. like sneaky little girl goes right. up and opens this box she and... couldn't wait she had to look mm-hmm. but that's something that comes out in the renaissance when they're kind of deciding whether curiosity is a good thing or a bad thing oh. because it used to be kind of coded as a bad thing that would yeah. lead to sin and all sorts of um you know especially uh, illicit sexuality mm-hmm. or something but it's also the time period where curiosity becomes kind of aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And cabinets of wonder and um, yeah. sci- like early scientific curiosities. This is fascinating. It's fascinating. It's a very interesting story. Yes. And um, one that resonates with us today. today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I also, well, and kind of along those lines, I really like how they handle Pandora in this mm-hmm. in this yeah. story because mm-hmm. she is just this like put upon woman mm-hmm. who's having to deal with this family heirloom that right. she just has to deal with this thing. They could have really, they could have perpetuated the kind of curiosity and Eve blaming mm-hmm. myth of it, but they kind of took a more moderate approach in terms of the way they interpret the myth mm-hmm. from like the two possible elements and followed mm-hmm. kind of it's just a curse on the family yeah, basically yeah and it feels like they're showcasing how terrible it is to perpetuate that stereotype by all these like stupid villagers just trying yeah. to kill her for I being know. a witch or whatever i know i know yeah because she's just trying to help everyone yeah and they just want to kill her the villagers do not come off well in this episode they're I trying know. to kill the baby they're trying <laughs> to kill pandora just a mob in general it's just yeah you know, they have a hard time it's not not the best not no. the best look for them no um, okay. Back into it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Pandora, um, I guess great-granddaughter Pandora. Mm-hmm. So, daughter, what was her, her mom's name? Uh, well, okay, her mom's name was Pira. Pira. Fire. Pira. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pandora says, the box is the most important thing in my life. Um, and I love in this moment, so we're still in the cave, and they're just kind of talking about babies, talking about boxes, mm-hmm. and then Xena just, like, does not trust oh, her. I know. Well, yeah. And I just love um, Xena's character trait of not trusting gods, mm-hmm. and just, like, she's not here for it. And, you know, she understands, like, fate and things, but she's just, like, someone's always got an ulterior motive. So why does she give Pandora the baby, then, if she doesn't trust? Because I, I actually I didn't get the not trusting Pandora Oh, really? Thing. Yeah. But and I felt like she was just, like... I don't, I mean, like, because the entire time, just like their body language, she's always mm-hmm. like 15 feet away from mm-hmm. her. Yeah, she's that's just like true. cleaning her weapon. She's just yeah. like, um, I think she was giving her the baby. I mean, because Zena's always like on top of any situation. Mm-hmm. And if this lady was going to hurt the baby, Zena would just take it's care true. of it. She, she know, to, 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 like before she even met Pandora. Yeah. So I think she was just like, I, I was also confused as to why she gave her the baby. But in thinking about it now, I think she was just like, um, 
you know, I need to talk to Gabrielle, like, Gab- or Pandora will be occupied with this baby, yeah, you know, and we'll just, like, see if she can deal with it, and maybe, yeah. like, th- she can be, like, you mm-hmm. know, if they can be together in this problem. Because it sounded like I didn't even really get what she and Gabby needed to talk about together. <laughs> She's like, like, let me clean, let's come here and help me clean my weapons. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing that I was thinking is she maybe reads Pandora's, like, need for something to take care of that's not the box or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of giving Pandora time with the baby. So we're not we're not really sure. This was sure like a weird bad. moment because I was like, oh, she's like got a plan here because she's obviously asking Gabby to come over for some mm-hmm. reason and Gabby doesn't get it. But I don't get it either. I don't either. But it was kind of so then I think she was also maybe testing Gabrielle a little bit because Gabrielle's mm-hmm. like going over, like seeing what Gabrielle would the, do with the box. Yeah. Yeah. And Zena's like, don't even go near that. Like, I know. I know. Why you touch Thank that? goodness she was watching. I know. Because Gabby almost opened the box. I know. I'm just like, stop being a curious little girl. Yeah. It's not, it's not okay to be curious. <laughs> okay, Gabrielle. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we're back to Nemos, um, the advisor, and his crew. Um, and they're just like searching around um, for the infant. Mm-hmm. They don't care if the baby lives or not. We learned yeah. that like Nemos is all about killing that baby. Yeah. He just wants to kill the baby. That's his prime motivation in life. <laughs> just kill this baby. Um, so then so we get to a bar. We so get, we we get, get to, to another tavern. Yeah, tavern woo, scene. Yay. Um, the like innkeep says, check your weapons. Mm-hmm. And Zenas, <laughs> she's like, we just want milk and port. I love that. I know. I was like, <laughs> port wine? Really? Okay. <laughs> Okay, Zena, great. It's from Portugal. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Unless I'm lying. I know. I thought, like, you'd say, like, I want a port. Like, in England, you would, like, get a port or something. A porter. A porter? Porter is beer. Oh. But port is wine. (laughs) 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 No idea. Someone knows. It was odd. Yeah. I know. I was like, okay, great. Go for it. Get milk and port. Into it. Well, it must have. It must be a, a wine. You'd think so. From what happens. Okay. But so it's a pretty dark tavern. There's mm-hmm. some candles around. There's nobody really in there except for like one other person yeah. in the innkeep. Um, Zena's like, okay, I'll check my weapons, yeah. but I'll know where they are at all times. Mm-hmm. She puts them in a visible place. Mm-hmm. The bartender whispers to a lackey to go get Nemo. Oh, yeah. Go get Nemo's. Um, Zena sees him do that. And then um, like... Pandora sets the box timer, and the box is really cool. It's such a cool box. I was like, I'm so glad they went with the box myth and not the storage jar, just because of the way the box looks. Me too. Like, there's, it's this, like, cool, like, brass disc with her handprint exactly mm-hmm. on it that she, like, sets her hand into and sets it like a clock. Yeah. Um. So, I was, like, looking at the box, and I'm like, these are not Greek letters at all. So, so glad you know this. <laughs> I was like, what is this? So, I looked them up, and they're actually Norse. Um. One corner means humanity. Oh. One means thorn. What? Or sorry, um, it's humanity, chaos, inheritance, and beginning. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, that was a really what? cool. What? Who designed that box? That's what I want to know. Who's the prop person for Zena? That's what we need to find I know. out. Like they were great, but also like really in like not accurate <laughs> with the Norse <laughs> runes. But all you know, that's, that's still freaking cool. We'll, we'll learn more about that once we get to like the global episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> transnational yeah um so well the innkeeper sounded like a little bit british maybe i, I so don't know maybe where they're, they're up to in be. britain i don't know i don't know um and then Cena's is like is something about our baby bothering you and i know <laughs> i love that that's so great um and then so nemo shows up and he tries to like arrest the baby um Zena weaponless like we see her eyes like zooming in on the chakram yeah, like, oh no how is she gonna get there. it where's she gonna go oh my gosh this is such a good moment i know um so i'm just like what is what is she gonna do i know and then the soldiers come in and they're like asking for the baby saying the baby and Zena's like just give him the baby yeah and then like and so he gives him the baby and then Zena takes a sip of her port and then <gasps> sprays flames in the soldier's faces <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she grabs a torch and just like spits fire everywhere. It's yeah. like I think she does it like four times in the series, and it's, it's always so the great. Best. It's such a great trick because she's like, "Oh, better do what he says," and you're like, "Oh no, Zena, no, don't give up like that. Yeah, Why give up so easily?" <laughs> and then she just like kills them all with I fire. Know. It's so great. She's like, "I learned about 
spitting fire long ago. <laughs> no. Um, so it's all the stupid soldiers' faces are burned. Then she jump kicks Nemos in the face. Mm-hmm. Then she jumps over everyone's spears. She's got to get her chakram. She does her Xena yell. And the soldiers are like, give me that baby. I know. Then one takes a chakram to the chest. Um it's a tough one. Yeah. Nemos and Xena have this kick fight. Mm-hmm. Then they use candlesticks as swords. And then she, like, kicks his butt completely. Um, and, like, we don't even feel bad about them trashing the inn because the innkeeper, like, was, brought it all on himself. I, know. I hate him. Um, and then they leave and Xena, like, smacks the butt of one of the guys, like, guys with her sword <laughs> as he leaves. I thought that was silly. <laughs> Get out of here. And then um, Xena does the neck tap on the mm-hmm. innkeeper. And then she's, like, asking what it's all about, and he tells her, like, what's yeah. what's going on and why they want the baby. Yeah. But um, it's everything is okay, except the strollers, soldiers stole the box. They stole, stole Pandora's box. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, what are they going to do? They took it. Oh, um, no. So then we go to Nemos and the king, um, and they still think Xena's evil. So, mm-hmm. like. Right, and I totally, I appreciated that. So I was like, I forgot that Xena was evil before. I, I love that this plot point comes up in, like, pretty much most of the mm-hmm. series. Is yeah. like, like, oh, yeah, well, we know she's good, but she is actually consistently having to seek redemption yeah, in exactly. every single episode. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. reminder. It's such a good reminder. Um, and so she thinks, or the king thinks that she wants to take over his kingdom, which, mm-hmm. like, there's no indication whatsoever that she wants to do she that. She doesn't have an army, but, I mean, I get it. Yeah. She's got a baby in a baby. She's got that baby. Well, he had the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they have... The they have the box there. Um, and Nemos is like trying to convince the king that Xena's a, a big threat. He says that Xena and her friends are hiding in the peasant area. <laughs> the no, I, that's what I wrote. I couldn't read what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote peasant area in quotes too. <laughs> I loved that. I loved it each time I watched it. This episode, I was like, what area is that? Does that have it's a like name? The village, or? town. <laughs> The residential area? <laughs> the area with the peasants. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I wrote, um, I love how he says peasant. Mm-hmm. Peasant. The peasant Peasants. area. <laughs> That's so funny. That's great. Nemo's. Um, he really wants to kill a baby again. And mm-hmm. apparently this has not occurred to the king. The king is like, What? Like, you really want to what? kill that you baby? you want to kill the baby? I know. It's like, that's what all he wants to do. Yeah, it's like, I thought this was pretty clear earlier. I know. So then, um, so Xena really wants to meet with King mm-hmm. Gregor. And then, I, like, I think they're just hanging out in a cave. That's, they're like... Yeah, they're just in a cave. Yeah, it's hard they to They decided see. to stay there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to see exactly where Xena is. Which, but... where is that in the peasant area? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. So, like, um, Gabrielle, like, comes back mm-hmm. um, from, like, whatever, like, her intel gathering information. Yeah. And she's, like, kind of proud yeah. that they um, there's a reward on their heads for 10,000 dinars. Ooh. And then, so... I we a, may have been watching this very episode <laughs> like 15 years ago yeah. at Haley's house. And then this, like, when Haley and I were watching this independently in this rewatch, we both remember had this, you know, independent <laughs> memory of watching this 15 years ago with um, one of my high school friends, Jen Baumstein. Hey, Shout Jen out to Jen Baumstein. Baumstein. How's it going? <laughs> we're thinking of you. Thinking of you. That a dinar is actually not a unit of currency. And she pointed Greece that out to at this us. Time. Yeah. And she's like, this we're isn't like, authentic because they wouldn't have used dinars. And I just like, like. This is Xena. <laughs> <laughs> anything what? goes man <laughs> but so i did research i uh, want to know about it yeah so, what is the currency and how is it different well so a dinar is still legal tender um in mm-hmm. countries formerly in the um ottoman empire mm-hmm. that's what this is information from wikipedia as per usual mm-hmm. um so it's not really a greek currency um, the word is derived from silver dinaris coins mm. of Rome, which around two, uh, like 200 BC. Interesting. Um, and then they introduced a gold dinar in like medieval Islamic empire. Interesting. Um, so around the fall of Troy, around um, 1184 BCE, they would have been using a drachma. So that's kind of around okay. the time. Yeah. Um, so really, sh- they should be 10,000 drachmas on their heads. Wow. Um, that's a lot. But also each city like minted their own coins um, and they'd be used in exchange. Oh. Um, so the value was based on the quality of the metal and also the reputation of the mint. So like Athenian money was like primo I money. But like... So who knows if this town would actually have had, like... Right, they might have been using someone else's money, or they 
Yeah. But essentially, it wouldn't have been a dinar. It was probably right. a drachma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jen, for your comments. I appreciate it. Um, so cut back to Pandora is like pretty much catatonic. Yeah. She's like flipped out over not She's having like this She's like rocking box. herself and the baby. Oh, no, she doesn't have the baby. Oh, she Oh, no, sorry, you're right, she has the baby. She has the baby. Um, And she's like, I made the wrong choice. I should have grabbed Mm -hmm. the box. And Xena's like, you made the only choice. And Xena's right. She's totally right. But do you risk the happiness and hope of all mankind for one baby? Exactly. Like, what is the life of one versus everyone else? Mm -hmm. I mean... That's what I want everyone to think about this week. (laughs) But that's also the thing about Xena is, like, it, I mean, there was you the only chance to, to do the yeah, right thing. You got to do what you got to do mm-hmm. in the moment. And mm-hmm. then like in the big scene, it's a big picture person. It's true. And she knows she's going to get that box back. Yeah, it's obvious. She knows what the priorities are. Exactly. Um, so this is another moment I feel of like Xena having no time for the gods nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like they're just nonsense. Yeah, quests, you know, true. she's just like the Pandora box thing is stupid. A super like religious person. No, um, I think she's like spiritual in her own way. But mm-hmm. she's just like. Um, just feels like all the gods are just yeah. like petty. Right. And um, she's right. And she makes her own fate and she believes in doing the right thing and mm-hmm. she believes in being responsible. Oh my gosh. Um, so we learned that the box is going to open by midnight if Pandora doesn't reset the lock no. and I hope we'll escape. And there's this like ominous panning shot over a bunch of boxes in the king's house. Cause he just has like a bunch of boxes <laughs> on a table. That's what I want. My <laughs> I castle. Know, just like fancy the box boxes. table. And then um the Pandora's box is just ticking away. Tick, 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 tick. Um, and then we're back at the tavern, right? Mm-hmm. We get to the tavern. Um the king and Nemos come in. And the king is in, like, full, like, power king mode. Because yeah. before he'd been wearing this really, like, simple crown, and now mm-hmm. he's wearing, like, the biggest crown he can, trying to, like, intimidate Xena. As power, if... suit. <laughs> power suit. Power <laughs> suit. Um, and then, uh, oh, there's a good moment of they, like, they come in, and then they're asking, or, like, the, the innkeeper is asking like, how many people. Oh, it's just, just you guys? <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's just us. And he's like, really? Just nobody else? <laughs> yeah. It's just us. Nemo's not doing his best job as, like, a security man right now. <laughs> terrible. But Zena pops up from behind yeah, the bar. She, yeah, with a knife to the yeah, innkeeper's exactly. neck. She's like, oh, I was just making sure there wasn't anybody else with you. <laughs> I love her Zena voice. It's so good. <laughs> so then, yeah, the king is just, like, trash-talking Zena. Um, but it becomes so it's great in this moment because Zena is just like gathering information. Like all she's mm-hmm. doing in this meeting is just like reading everything right, about these guys. Right. That's all she wants to know is like, is this the type of person who's going to kill a baby? Yeah. Because um, I think she has her secret plan already going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very clear he loves his people. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, he can't hurt you. He's just an infant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they come up with a like box for the baby trade. Um, and then I think we cut back to. But uh, she doesn't want the box for the baby trade. Oh, she doesn't? Or they want to do that? They want to do that. And she's okay. like, nope. Okay. Or she's like, you could give, we could do it if you give me the box first. Baby, okay. Maybe. I forget. I can't, yeah. I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't go through. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. They make no change at the inn. Yeah. Um, so then we go back to our like cave space, um, the like ladies' headquarters. And then Gabby found Ophelia, mm-hmm. who was the girl who put the baby in the basket. Mm-hmm. She's a servant girl from the castle um, who loves the baby. Yeah. And then um, this was. She brought some food. Yeah, and this was a really lovely moment with Gabrielle and Zena, mm-hmm. where Gabrielle was doing her part in the job. Zena's doing I her really part. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated their teamwork here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was nice just like having Zena talking to Gabrielle like an equal and mm-hmm. like just a, they were a team and it was really nice. Yeah. Um, and I. Um, so they find out about the. Like, Zena's like finds out that Ophelia could get her into the castle, basically. And they yes. find out about the, what is it, a full moon? Oh, it's the full moon, moon? quarter moon festival. festival. I tried to look up quarter moon festivals, and I couldn't find anything. There was, like, an Athenian festival, but I couldn't find anything in particular. Yeah. Um, but just side note, I wanted to note that Gabrielle looks really great in a cloak. I just really appreciated her I, outfit I did love her cloak. I, I didn't like, notice. Oh. I mean, I loved it. I just feel good about it. Her fashion like choice her made me feel good this, in this one. This episode. Yeah, I was like, oh, good I job, like how well the cloak hides her face. Too. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's what I noticed, but I know, yeah. maybe that's what you're talking about. I know, I wrote, cover her up. <laughs> but it was just a mean, like, a mean joke <laughs> comment. 
I didn't really think so. No. I thought she like legit looked good. She in looks that cloak. lovely in We love you, Gabrielle. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We love you. Um, You're doing uh, such a good job in this episode, and we doing, love it. She's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. She is holding her own. Mm-hmm. She is a valuable asset to the team. She's found out like how she can help. She's not trying to hold the sword. She's just. You know, she's using, using her, her, skills, her best skills, which is talking mm-hmm. like Xena fights. She talks. Mm-hmm. Um, Xena can also talk, but that's OK. Um, so we're. Um, oh, so this is so we're at the like moon festival or no, mm-hmm. wait, no, sorry, not yet. Uh, the villagers have gone crazy looking for the baby. They're like raiding like a grocer's or maybe it's like a grease cooker. Yeah, there's know, just like overturned carts everywhere. Like, I'm surprised they're not attacking the two women who are like obviously holding something to their chest. I know. And I wrote down a thought um, as like, so Pandora and Gabrielle are like, they're walking around, they have their cloaks up, they have this like baby, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wrote Capes and Bangs and Babies, which I think would be a good like Ooh, album name for someone. That, yeah. Anyone use that? Would anyone like to use the album name? <laughs> Capes and Bangs and Babies. Love it. Um, but yeah, everyone's just like being scared and greedy and running around um so we're at the quarter moon festival mm-hmm. in the castle the box is ticking and it's also on the table with everyone um so all of the like nemos and all of his like soldier dudes are just gathered around with like food everywhere and candles um they're like fist pounding mm-hmm. on the table ready waiting for dancers yeah. and then at this point i was like okay this is what nemos doesn't want to lose he yeah, doesn't exactly. want to like lose his like drunken babes mm-hmm. party he's a powerful man in this situation mm-hmm. even though he looks stupid and is shoveling food in his mouth oh, yeah he's wearing this like really stupid shirt yeah like, it's this like quilted silk like it was really ugly um <laughs> and but then these ladies come out and there's um so we've learned how Xena snuck into the castle. Yeah, we know. <laughs> she snuck in as a, a beautiful scarf dancer there for the entertainment. Yeah. And um, so there's like six women all wearing like beautiful like harem pants mm-hmm. and scarves across their faces and little bustiers. Yeah. And they're doing this kind of like sort of like Middle Eastern feeling kind of dance. And um, her like Xena's dance is so hilarious. She's just like doing lots of like head twirling and wiggly snake arms. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's like, oh yeah, she looks very beautiful, but also I know who would this seduce? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I was thinking, of, I thought about it a lot yesterday today, and I was like, it's like a cartoon version, like a kids' cartoon, yeah, of like a seductive scene, yeah. It's like, yeah, it felt like Looney Tunes kind of thing, yeah, right. <laughs> it's just it's like, like, just what is this? <laughs> I love the wiggly arms, and the head rolling. <laughs> kind of hip swaying and like the camera's like that's the woman we're looking at yeah (laughs) what's this one yeah focus on her it's like not really it's like the promise of eroticism without (laughs) any erotic anything yeah that's great it's you know it doesn't need to be it's so perfect Mm -hmm. and then but it's just like oh she's so confident that's like oh it is kind of sexy i don't know (laughs) whatever great i'm not you know i don't know i don't is into it that's all that matters (laughs) she's read him (laughs) she knows this is the kind of dance he's looking for this guy's number (laughs) and it's snake arms like i'm interested in the other nemos is like you <laughs> that's it um so while all this is going on and xena has like while she's being super seductive and mm-hmm. dancing like clearly sees the box mm-hmm. sees what's she's going on wiggling over to the box you know um king gregor shows up and he's mm-hmm. just like what's the box doing here yeah and then nemo's just like oh it's safest with me and yeah he's like god uh and the king is like i think you'll be better protected with me and he takes it with him right he, he does he okay. takes it and he humiliates nemos in front of his own men <laughs> and nemos is like i think the king is beginning to become distracted by his moral convictions oh no so i think nemos is planning a coup if like all things don't go how he his wants. way okay he's like a power grabber that's how i read him okay but it seems like he's just been with King Gregor for so long that I, I don't know. He might not say. be planning a coup, but he's like does not want to lose his position. I think he just doesn't want to. He will do whatever mm-hmm. he can to stay in this powerful position yeah. of like babes and booze mm-hmm. and scarf dances from Zena. Yeah. And like looking important to other people, which is why he had the box there anyway. Yeah. was because he wanted to look important exactly. to his soldiers. And then um, I think like kind of as a reaction to looking 
stupid. Stupid. She's like demands that Xena goes to his room. Yeah. And then um, we cut to Gabrielle and Pandora. And then Pandora sees <laughs> Wait, the. I have a oh, comment. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Have her brought to my room." Then he eats some gross bread. <laughs> <laughs> His face is all shiny, like one of those horrible leather masks. Oh, but so if he's eating bread, like what was the thing in the Pandora myth? Well, to men who eat bread, (laughs) Pandora is a curse. There we go. There we go. He's eating the gross bread. Yeah, and she's a curse on his lifestyle. That's right. Gregor doesn't have a problem with that. He's not eating bread. He's not eating bread. He's going up and to cry over a bassinet. (laughs) Doesn't need food. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Gabrielle and Pandora. Um, Pandora is singing to the baby to mm-hmm. quiet him down. She's a great singing voice. Oh, she's yeah. so pretty and nice. Yeah, she's so nice. And she's like, you're really a great mom. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel like, um, Gabrielle was also kind of showing her, like, her talking skills of just, like, mm-hmm. kind of bringing out, like, yeah. seeing what's good about people and what they what path they need to mm-hmm. go on in life. And helping them see that, too. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's a nice thing. Um, so then we cut to, like, Nemos and Xena in bed. This is also one of the... So, um, it's this, from the... Yeah. yeah from, from the intro. The intro scenes. Um, and he's, like, smelling her and rubbing her shoulders. And, like, it's super gross. Oh, my gosh. He's so gross, I don't even want to say. He says, don't be afraid, my child. My Ew. desire is pleasure, not pain. It's like, <laughs> oh, he's so gross. Oh, my God. He's licking her hair or Ew. something. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like a gross... He's such a, like, nasty, like, lecherous old creep. And so he's just like, oh, sure, yeah, Yeah. whatever. Then just punches him in the face. I know, I love the backwards punch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good. And then she's just like, oh, God. And I love her because she doesn't even have to, like, shake it off. It just, like, never even touched her. I know, she's like, I'm out of here. I'm getting to the king's chamber. Yeah. Then she, like, wanders around in her, like, beautiful, flowy silk pants. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes into the king's chamber, and she's kind of confused by the crib. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the crib is... I think a little hilarious that it's covered in cobwebs. I know. It hasn't been... It's been six months. There wouldn't be that many cobwebs. No. But it... I understand. I understand the indication. I do like that she waves away a snarling dog. That was so great. She's Mm -hmm. like such an alpha. Mm -hmm. It was a wonderful moment. God's like... And she's she's like, like, no. No, no. It's not your time. I love it. Um, So King is just like crying to the crib. Um, Zena punches him out and grabs Mm -hmm. a box. And then uh, I just like love this moment so much. Zena runs over to the window and then she's like grabs a length of cord and she's kind of measuring it out. And then we cut to um, Nemos breaking in. And he's like, that's far easier than I expected. Mm -hmm. And then what does Zena do? Well, okay. So, okay. (laughs) He says, hand me the box and maybe I'll let you live. Yeah. You have no options. Be certain of that. And then she says, there are many things I'm not certain of, Nemos, but I'll bet my life this will surprise you. And she jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah, and she goes, ha, ha, huzzah. <laughs> she does say huzzah. And she just jumps out the window with the box. <laughs> with her feet tied to the rope to break her fall. It was an interesting choice. And it was so, like, she, she so perfectly calculated know, the length yeah. of rope That's to true. know how far it was to the ground that she was just, like, ended up, like, an inch above the ground yeah. and just untied herself. A bungee jump. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Um she runs through the town, kicks someone in the face, yells, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a slow motion of her reaching yes. Pandora oh gosh, with the so box. Good. And then Pandora resets the box and so everything's okay. Yeah. And then Gabrielle's like, we got the baby. We got the box. Let's go. And then um, Zena's like, no, we have to fulfill the prophecy. Mm-hmm. We have to give the baby to Gregor. <gasps> Gregor wakes. We cut to his chambers. Mm-hmm. The sound of cute babykins crying in his Oh, bassinet. yeah, the babies in the bassinet. And then this was a nice moment. Yeah. Zena's like, you're a good man, Gregor, and a good ruler. He's your heir, not your conqueror. Control your fate. I thought that was really that's nice. So nice. I know. It's like, yeah, it's all just control our fate. Yeah. Thanks, Zena. You can do it. We don't have to, like, listen to whatever weird prophecy and just get it wrong. That's just right. Go with just it. Go with it. Somebody give that baby some milk. Yeah, somebody, I know, somebody feed that baby. And then, um... Oh, yeah, she says, he's a child who needs a father to love him. Oh. You're a father who needs a child to love. That was really Sweet. nice. You know. And then I loved his just like, oh, my God, I'm so blind. I'm I like, know. Why was I full of hate when I should have been full of love? Mm-hmm. And that's the real message. Yeah. Um, and Nemos is like, I'm going to kill that baby. <laughs> and person. Then, <laughs> and Zena grabs the baby and runs outside, kicking mm-hmm. everyone. And then it just gets... <laughs> so goofy it's, just, <laughs> it's like one of the type of music moments like what is this music what is it's happening so great um she says baby's laughing yeah the baby's like there's yeah 
interjected baby giggles. Mm-hmm. And then um, she, like, tosses the baby to Gabrielle in slow motion. And Gabrielle's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but she catches him anyway. Yeah. Zena fights all the guards. Mm-hmm. Super goofy music is happening. Um, Gabby tosses the baby back to Zena. And then when the guards come at her, Zena, like, dive catches and she's like rolling yeah. over and everybody's looking at Gabrielle and it's just like there's just babies it's everywhere. So great. It's like a little game of catch. It's like keep away basically with, yeah, baby. with a baby. And a sword fight. The and then time. villagers come up and start fighting the guards too. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dina is like holding the baby in one hand. She's fighting with the other hand. And then she tosses the baby like 20 feet in the air, yeah. knocks out a bunch of people and then like catches it. <laughs> And then tosses it back to Gabrielle. So not safe. It's but so the baby's insane. laughing. So it's all laughing. okay. I know. They were like, like <laughs> they filmed it and they're like, we need to add some baby laughing here so people know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Um, so then Nemo's for Xena. And then Xena catches, like, he comes at her with a sword and she catches the blade with her bare hands. I know. Okay, she, yeah. I love that. And she stabs him dead. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting him to die in this I episode. I know. Just, I was like, ooh. A death. Yeah, like, surprise. <laughs> and then um, she throws a sword to the ground, and the villagers are rejoicing. And then um, we get back to the king. He's wearing his power crown because he's feeling all proud. Mm-hmm. Um, the box is in his fortress. And then the king asks Pandora basically to be his queen, I think. I know, I know, I know. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so Pandora doesn't have to wander anymore because the king has that box. Mm-hmm. She finally has a home. She's going to take and care of that baby. She's going to have to come to the castle every day to wind the box. Yeah. And the king's like, child's going to need a mother. Even as a king, I can't handle it alone. Yeah. So it all works out. Everything works out. Um, and then Gabrielle's like in the like treasure chamber. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm like, why aren't there any guards here? Like watching anything. Anyway, the Gabrielle's the in there. There's yeah, there's like gold coins mm-hmm. and flame. And, and like one like, skinny pedestal holding up the box. Like, the box. It's too big for the pedestal. <laughs> yeah. It's on the top of it. <laughs> and then um, they're like, is it a curse or a blessing? And then as they're leaving, Gabrielle Shoot. knocks over the box and it's empty. And then. But, uh, yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so then Gabby's like, what do we tell Pandora? Mm-hmm. And Gina's like, hope has been and always will be safe. It's inside every one of us. Yeah. And I accept that. But I, I also that. thought, how do they know it didn't just get out and they didn't see it? It's <laughs> <laughs> like skitters away into the goal. Do they know what to look for? But okay. Um, I think it was in all of us the whole time. Yeah. Because it and was then in I was Zena. Thinking, like, is it really kindest not to tell Pandora? Because, like, she's going to have all this anxiety about winding it all the time. But I guess if she doesn't have any kids of her own, then she doesn't pass on the curse. And then it's like. Oh, is that the deal? With... Well, that's what I was wondering, too, is like, because it's the curse of her family. Okay. And she doesn't have any biological children. But is so it. Maybe she will have. But is it only a game. curse if she's not curious? Because if she just opened the box, then wouldn't the curse just end when she knows? Because she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to right. wind the box anymore. Well, that's what she wouldn't have to keep winding it if she knew that it had been opened. Yeah. But now she does have to keep winding it because they're not going to tell her that they oh, I thought they it. were going to tell her. I thought that was what it was. Oh. Was I that... thought they were going to not tell her. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it a secret no i think they're gonna like they're gonna say like thank you you know thank you for doing this hope was you know it's in like it'll always be safe it's in all of us you just don't have to carry that box around anymore i thought they were gonna say that and be like like not tell her that the box opened (laughs) just say all that but be like as like a way of not having to tell her that they opened the box (laughs) like sorry gabrielle just knocked it over (laughs) when no one was here watching her No, okay, so no one was watching Gabrielle when she was in the chamber by herself. Well, with Zena, but uh, Zena was leaving. Yeah. And she kind she kind of knocked over the box. <laughs> and it opened. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're... I hope they'd tell her. You'd think... You would hope so. Uh, but then, yeah. Anyway, so then we roll into the credits. And this is the first one of the credits where they do, like, a, a, like no such and such was harmed in the making in this oh. episode because then in later episodes they start doing a funny one every yeah. single episode so this one they say no babies were harmed during the production of this motion picture <laughs> that's so nice we'll stay it's tuned good to know more hilarious yeah. ones throughout um 
So before we get to our favorite Gabri moments, yeah. I have brought a wonderful surprise. Ooh, surprise! <laughs> surprise! So about like four years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, Haley gave me um, the official guide to the Xenoverse. Oh my gosh! Um, by Robert. Weisbrot, a wonderful book. Um, so it covers like the first three seasons and there's just like adorable little um, like one page descriptions of everything. Um, so for this episode, I'm just going to read Lucy's take on the episode. Yeah, so this is a direct quote from Lucy know. Wallace. So I'm not going to do her accent because it would, it would just sound do stupid. It, do no, it. No, I'm not going to So she says, that was wonderful fun. That was the beginning of a slapstick thing that really set me on a roll for later comical <laughs> episodes like Warrior Princess and Warrior Princess Tramp. I like the gymnastics of playing multiple characters. The director, Michael Levine, did a great job without being invasive. Fun. I love that. Good job, Michael Levine. He was really good. Way to not be invasive. Oh, and also some highlights from this episode mm-hmm. that they say are masquerading as an exotic dancer. Xena convinces Nemos and viewers that she can please him beyond measure. <laughs> Later, she saves the child from Nemos's guards by hurling it skyward, slaying the attackers, and catching the child. <laughs> Those are some highlights. I love that because I love that the people who wrote that and mm-hmm. the like like episode makers like pull out the exotic dancing element it's yeah. like one of the highlights so, like this was a really a great highlight for i all really the fans. love this <laughs> she convinces everyone of her ability to like, please totally and beyond sure this is great um but i figured it'd be fun from here on out we can just pull oh, like yeah. lucy's take for i completely episode. forgot about that book but i am so excited i am so excited thank you for this wonderful gift oh Okay. My pleasure. So what was your favorite Gabby moment from this episode? My, okay, so I really loved how responsible Gabby was in this oh, episode, yeah. except for with the box. Yeah. And um, I loved when she came back from setting up the meeting with King Gregor, and she agrees to not come to the meeting, but she says, I want you to know I managed to get some milk for this baby, and it wasn't easy. <laughs> love that i didn't even remember that part but i'm glad i'm so Uh, glad i love it because like she's standing up for the less glamorous tasks yeah she's giving a little attitude (laughs) she's like just you know making sure xena appreciates the things that she goes through for that baby and for their whole little group during the episode she definitely pulled her weight Mm -hmm. um what was my favorite I like in the um, in like kind of the second the opening scene right after the credits when it's just like point of view mm-hmm. Gabrielle talking to this baby. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Renee O'Connor is so good at do, like doing that kind of comic yeah. character. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> just like talking to the camera like I it's know. a person. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. It's so great. I'm happy to see it here, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in more episodes. Yeah, me too. I really loved Gabby in this episode. Me too. It's great. All right. Well. That's it for now. Yay! Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And until next time. Ah, la 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 la. Tia! Yay! <laughs>